welcome to Woodman Corner, the West Bromwich Albion podcast that believes the spirit of 1968 is with us again. Uh, I'm Graham Brown, thank you for joining us again this week. Um, so the transfer window is over, the, uh, the squad is what it is, the latest Johnny Evans saga has come to an end, Daniel Sturridge is in place, we're bottom of the league, there's loads and loads of things going on. Um, it's a rollercoaster season at the Albion and we thought we would replicate that spirit with today's podcast so I'm taking you here there and everywhere today um gonna start with Ron Atkinson um I love this uh we sat down with Ron um a couple of weeks ago and he told a great story about some of the two-ins and throw-ins he had with uh Cluffy when they were managers uh, back in the 70s when he was at the Albion uh brilliant story about uh, about how he managed to um to get one over on him then uh, we thought we'd, uh, we'd do that thing that we rarely do and talk a little bit about football and the modern day. So we're going to come back. I spoke to a couple of Albion fans uh, about, um, about the transfer window to take a look back and um, see what we th- thought about it, how it compared to other teams and more importantly where it leaves us. So we've got 14 or 15 games left uh, in the season. Did they think that, they would, um, that we would stay up? Spoiler alert. One did, one didn't, and I'm not really sure. So <laughs> that's why we're evens with the bookies. But anyway, we're going to start with uh, Ron Atkinson. So we sat down with our football editor, Matt Kendrick, and uh, we challenged him to tell, him, tell us a funny story about his time at the Albion. Uh, it brought him to Brian Clough, and I uh, hope you enjoy this. Cloughy, sixth round of the FA Cup. We're winning 2 nothing. They've gone 42 games without defeat. And there's about five minutes left. Cross field ball. Willie Johnson sits on the ball. <laughs> Traps it with his backside and sits on it. Well, I'm going to use you. And as I do that, Cluffy gets up and he fucking the <laughs> But what that brings up, we played early, that, so that would be that. The next season, we played at Forest when they were like European champions and all. And the dugout, I promise you, at... Um, the city ground used to be right in the corner. The visitors' dugout. It was a. It, you might as well have sat in the trench. It was there. So they beat us two one. Good game. We were a good side. They were a good side. They beat us two one. Good game. Come off, Cluffy and Taylor in the corridor as we come off. I say, well done, lads. Boom. By the way, that dugout. That's a bit of a joke, isn't it? Cluffy's gone. <laughs> you know, I, okay, right. So we now going to play them at the Hawthorns Christmas time, and what had happened? They built the stand, dressing room side stand, and they'd only half built it. Yeah. And they built it up to the halfway line. And they put, and they built my the home team under cup under that stand, and they then started that that end that that end along that side was full of JCBs and bulldozers and all that. And they put, here's the, here's the entrance, and they put a temporary dugout there. But nice, you know, but temporary one there for the visitors. Morning of the game, it is hammering it down. And I've gone to the hotel for the pre-match. And before that, they bugger it. So I drive to the ground, I get the ground, I say, hey, see that? Get that. Take it and put it right down in the corner, right by the, the what did you call it? Isn't this muddy? Yeah. Put muddy it right in the corner, right by the corner flag. Put it yeah. in there. And there's JCBs and 
big tire tractor. <laughs> it's like a building site behind there. Put it in there. So we play the game, hammering it down. We beat them 2 1. And after the game, you know, I'd get away from them and they'd come tramping up there. Feel <laughs> <laughs> <Still> soaked. <laughs> Muddy <laughs> And when they get there, I go, You alright, lads? It's alright, that, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we'll be back with uh, Big Ron soon, but uh, it's hard to avoid what an absolutely pivotal time this is for the, for, uh, the Albion this season and for, you know, potentially decades to come now, really. So I thought it's probably important to stop now and to just take a look at uh, the present, which is something that we uh, we often shy away from at Woodman Corner. Uh, what I've done, I've spoken to um, three Albion fans about what they think... Um, about the transfer window that's gone and where that leaves us in the future. Uh, well, I just wanted to say, really, that, that when we had our first um, Woodman Corner in the transfer window, the very, very first name I said was Daniel Sturridge. Um, and then, at the time, I'm not sure I really believed it was going to happen. Since then, after we signed him, I've spoken to one or two Liverpool fans. I'm so excited about the prospect. I think he brings exactly what we need Um which is brains. Uh, there's a bit of pace, but brains, football knows, knows where the goal is. I think at the moment we have uh, three strikers who are all pretty safe in Rondon and uh, Robson Carnu's case, I'd say, is a bit boring. We needed to play a wild card and storage it, and I'm really pleased with that. So kind of answering the two questions I've put to all of, uh, of, our, um, uh, of, of the people who are joining us. Um, Really, really think that the transfer window went well. Uh, we signed, obviously, Ali Gabir as well, who I think will pr- provide useful cover at the back. Do I think we'll stay up? Um, I'm going to firstly throw my hat into the ring and say, I'm not sure. Uh, I I think it's going to go really close. I don't think it's by accident that we're evens with the bookies. Um, I just hope we don't run out of time. It always concerns me when you have to win your winnable games, and I think Albion do. Whoever wins all their winnable games. I think Liverpool give me a lot of hope because it means it suggests we can pick up points from elsewhere, but we'll see. But anyway, what do I know? Let's move on to uh, three people who watch the Albion uh, week in, week out and see what they've got to say. OK, so I'm here with uh, with um, Albion fan Jacob Tucker. You're, uh, you're, you're an Albion fan and yet you find yourself in South Wales. Now tell us the story. Yeah, uh, grew up in Birmingham. Um, Albion fan sort of all my life. Didn't really have a choice. So it's a family affair. I remember vaguely going to my, my first game at the Hawthorns was actually Bob Taylor's testimonial. I think it was 2003. I read I read an article the other day about him. Um, and then it was me, my grandfather and my father. We all had season tickets. And then later on, my younger sister um, and my younger brother then got season tickets. So there was five of us at one point. And um, just sort of a bug. And then I ended up moving to Devon. Mum and dad relocated, but I still had a season ticket then, a sort of half seven train every Saturday down to the games. And then when I moved to university in Cardiff, it's sort of the same story. Just whenever I can get up to the Hawthorns, I'll get up. And you have an awesome claim to fame, don't you? It was, it was Bob Taylor's testimonial that, uh, that started off your, uh, your Albion supporting career, if you will. Um, t- tell us about it. Yeah, so it was Bob Taylor's testimonial that started off my career. I mean, I was fairly young so I don't actually remember much of Bob Taylor playing but obviously as a West Brom fan it was you know it was sort of the same with the likes of Cyril and Bomber Brown I had so many sort of other videotapes back then sort of VHSs that I used to sit in my room and watch and um, so I knew the sort of player he was and it, it turns out that um, 
my auntie, her best friend, uh, actually ended up marrying Bob Taylor. So, you know, he, he then became very good friends with the family and even godfather to my cousin. Um, so it was sort of at family gatherings and stuff, you know, he'd be there. And I remember being absolutely starstruck the first time I met him at my auntie and uh, now Uncle Simon's wedding. Because he was sort of this, this player that was so highly thought of by my dad and my granddad and every West Brom fan that I knew. And I'd, you know, seen the goals that he'd scored so many times on videotape and especially in particular... Um, the goal that actually sent us up, um, I think, when we won and you know against Crystal Palace, yeah. and back, to, back to the Premier League. You know that's something I must have watched on videotape about fifty times. So to meet him was sort of uh, fantastic. But no, obviously now it's sort of worn off. But no, he's a really nice guy, top top lad, and obviously a fantastic striker in his day as well. Well, I think you're going to be uh, you're going to be the envy of a lot of our listeners here today that you get to go for a beer with Bob Taylor. So that's so. Um... That's good news. I know just how you feel. I mean, I've I've met the last five prime ministers, but I still uh, I still get far more um, nervy when I'm meeting Andy Johnson or Jeff Horsfield or something like that. Is it the yeah, something special? Yeah, yeah. That, uh... no, I'm, the, I'm the same. There's something about them, isn't it? Especially these lads who uh, create history with the Albion. There is something special about them. Um, so, Jacob, thanks for coming. So, so, what I wanted to do is chat. Really, uh, obviously, the transfer window has just finished. Uh, we have uh, we have whatever it is, fourteen games to. Uh, to save our season. So, if you can ask firstly about that, how do you feel the transfer window went? Would you, if, uh, if if we were to offer you this on December the thirty first, what would you have said? I'd have bit your hand off. I'd have absolutely. I would have. I'd probably have laughed at first and asked what you'd taken because if someone had said to us, uh, you know, that when the window shut ten hours ago, that Johnny Evans would still be a West Brom player, we'd done some shrewd business to get in a centre half to potentially replace McCauley because I think this will be his last season now. And that Daniel Sturridge was a West Brom player. I mean, it's you couldn't really ask for any more than that. Um, so, as far as I'm aware, we've been crying out for a goal scorer all season. I think that's been the difference between turning one point into three. And I just think it's fantastic that we've, you know, we've been able to get in someone with the calibre of Sturridge. He's got, he's got a lot to prove. And I think, you know, if he gets a goal in his first couple of games, I really think that will be a kick to him to maybe grab six or seven in his time here. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, obviously, the thing that you wouldn't have taken on December the thirty first is we're now at bottom. So it's a big, uh, it's a big ask. What do you think? If, if I was to ask you now, where are Albion going to finish um, in May? What would you predict? Oh, it, it's, it's sort of a heart in the head. In my heart, I, I, I think, I think we will go down. But there is in my head, there's a part of me that thinks. You just look at how tight it is. If we beat Southampton on Saturday and results go our way, we could be one point behind two or three teams. We're on 24 points. You know, I, I look at the, some of the games we've got left and I think we, we've got enough winnable games to stay up. It's just it's just whether we can put the performances in and then I think we are going to need results to go for us. I would not be surprised at all if it went down to Crystal Palace on the final day. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. I, mean, that, that, that's, I think that's what it comes down to is they have the winnable games but whoever wins all their winnable games, it's um, it's 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 a tough ask. Uh, it's frustrating though, isn't it? I mean, you look at that team now, like you mentioned, Sturridge, we've still got Evans here and so on. I think actually, yeah, having, having had a season of everyone telling us we've got the best squad we've ever had, I'm not sure we have got the best squad we've ever had but it's a hell of a squad now. You know, If you look at that spine... It's, I, they've got a better spine than anyone else in the bottom half now, I'd, I'd say. Well, yeah, I mean, I read your tweet earlier and I completely agree. I mean, Ben Foster is still one of the most underrated goalkeepers. You look at that performance against Liverpool in the FA Cup and even last night against Man City, you know, he, he saves us, 
you know, last night he saved us one or two, you know, what, what, what for me was 13 goals. We were still standing goalkeeper. And I think, I think the, the guy will go down. Well, for me, he's the best goalkeeper I've seen in my time at West Brom. And it'll be very difficult for B. And then I think Hagard has surprised everyone. I think Evans, you know, you, you know the quality you get with Johnny Evans, hence the interest from so many big sides in the Premier League. Yeah. You know, Barry's a seasoned professional. You know, he knows what to do and when to do it. Kuchowiak's starting to prove why there's so much hype about him when he came. And I think you add Sturridge into that. But, you know, Rondon, he was quite absent last night, but, you know, his, his form's picked up. And Rodriguez as well, he's starting to draw. And I think we do have enough. I think, you know, if we had 17, 18 games to go, I would say we'd stay up. But I'm just looking at some of the games we've got, you know, Chelsea away after Southampton at home. You know, we've still got Spurs left to play, Liverpool. You know, I think there are games in there which are going to be difficult. It's just the games, you know, the teams in and around us that are going to matter. But the spine of the team is certainly stronger than it was uh, last year. Well, I absolutely agree. Well, I, ho- I do hope for the sake of, uh, of the likes of you who are traipsing across the country to watch the Albion every week that uh, that they make a success of it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But thank you ever so much for, uh, for joining us, Jacob. No, absolute pleasure, Graham. Thank you for having me. OK, so I am here with uh, Lizzie Hayward, who is a uh, season ticket holder down the Hawthorns. Lizzie, thanks for joining us on Woodman Corner. That's OK. Um, so, we, we've come to the end of the uh, of the transfer window. How do you think it went for us? I think it's quite a positive window for us. I mean, we improved where we seem to need to improve. Um, it would have been nice to have got, say, a creative midfielder with Morrison and uh, Chadley injured, but... Um, they'll probably be back soon. So, but I think it's been quite positive with storage, especially um, a nice big name for us. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really buzzing about Daniel Storage. I think he's, um, he's perfect for us. What, what do you think about how the business we've done compares to our rivals? I guess ultimately we've got to finish above three teams. So, you think we've strengthened? Do you think the others have strengthened to the same extent? Um, I think some of them have strengthened. Obviously, Swansea have brought a fair few in. Um, they bought Ayu yesterday. Yeah. Um, which is obviously he used to play for them, so I think they know what they're getting from him. Yeah, um, and I got a good result uh, a few days ago. Um, but I think others have strengthened as well. Um, but I think it's just the market that we're all in at the moment. You only really know the big teams are going to be the ones getting big signings. Um, everyone else can just do what they can, really, with the financial fair play. Yeah, as is shown by everyone having to wait till the last three minutes to get everything through when they've uh, when they've had their moment. And exactly. So, what do you think? Where do you think it leaves us now? You know, we're rock bottom in the league, but we're not out of touch. Uh, what do you expect you now from from now to the end of the season? I mean, I hope we can at least get some goals scored. You know, especially with storage. Joe Rodriguez is back on form. Um, Rondon's still chipping in occasionally. Um, but I think all the other players as well, especially the defenders, there seem to be chipping in with goals. Um, so, you know, this new defender we've got, Ali Gabba from Egypt, I think he can probably chip in with a few as well if he can play. Yeah. Um, you know, Dawson's, you know, should have scored a hat-trick the other day yeah. um, if they weren't disallowed. But um, I think it does put us in quite a strong position to at least try and push off the bottom. You know, we could compete. And what, what, do you have any hope in it? Where, where, if we were to have this conversation now in, in mid-May when it's all over and done with, where do you expect Albion to finish? Um, well, I wouldn't like to put an exact place on it, but I'd hope to think that we can at least push up to uh, maybe about 13th, 14th, but uh, maybe that's a bit optimistic. <laughs> well, we'd certainly, uh, we'd certainly take it here. Well, as I was saying to you before, um, Lizzie, thank you for bringing the diversity. It's only taken us 15 episodes to get a non-male voice on Woodman Corner. So, <laughs> so we appreciate you for, for setting us in the right direction. 
That's okay. Of course, it would have to be me, wouldn't it? <laughs> We, we, we scoured the West Bromwich for the right person and found you. Uh, Lizzie, thanks ever so much for joining us. That's OK. OK, so I'm here with um, Albion fan Dominic Chapman now. Uh, so, uh, Dominic, we've been through the transfer window. Um, what do you think? Where, where do you think it leaves, leaves the Albion? Well, I think, um, I think obviously getting the, getting the strike against the regime was... Uh, I mean, that was probably something that... Uh, probably an issue that should have been highlighted, I think, back in the summer. Um, I think it's uh, we've had to rely a bit too much on Solomon Rondon with Al Robson Carter as a backup for obviously longer than we'd like. But I think all in all, especially with keeping Johnny Evans, I think it's, it's hard to, to, to complain too much. Um, so I think maybe a wing or two short, but I think we've highlighted the main issue, obviously, which was, like I say, the, the number nine, even though he's only on the loan, let's hope that he can get fit and firing for us. Yeah, I, th- I think we, we've definitely strengthened. I guess when it comes down to it now, you know, you've got 14 or 15 games left to try and save your season. Are you competing against, yep. you know, the, the other, I don't know, what's probably about 10 teams down there? I mean, how do you feel, yeah. how do you feel it's, we've done as compared to others? I guess, I'm looking at kind of Swansea, I think, you know, they've brought in IU, they've done some decent business, perhaps, perhaps Newcastle a bit less so. Do you think we've made a step up on our rivals in the last month? Um, I think, I think like you say, Swansea, I think they're, I mean, obviously they're, they're in, in a lot of, you know, <laughs> a couple of really good teams in the last, in the last few weeks. Um, and I think obviously NIU back that, that that's a good a very good sign and I would say um, a step up I mean I think to be fair I actually think that our squad on paper when it's fully fit I mean you look at obviously the likes we've had Chadby out for obviously a large amount of the season and I think again when he's back that's almost like going to be a sign in, in itself yeah. I, I, I don't really think we've got the weakest team uh, in the league, but I think um, we may, like I say, I think we, we've had to rely on on the two strikers for too long. So I think, obviously, highlighting that issue, like I said, I think it is a step up in itself. Uh, and as you say, there's, there's ten teams there that could still potentially go down. So I think it's, you know, you look at, like you said, Newcastle as well, they've had to loan a lot of players in. I don't particularly think West Ham have done all that much business. So I think I think we'll be all right. I think the you know the signings we've made, obviously with um, Ali Ali Gabir as well, uh, and like I say, Keith Evans. I think it's, it's it's definitely a step up. The team, you know, the, compared to the team we had going into January. So, um, so, so what what do you think now? Then that the the bookies say, you know. It, they're right down the line, really. They say that they basically make Albion evens to go down. What's your feeling? Yeah. What, what, at the end, we've got 14 games. Where do you think we're going to be at the end of them? Well, I mean, like you say, it's evens. I think it was. Uh, I think it was a lot shorter than that. Uh, maybe about this time last month. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we've gone bottom of the league, the the is around uh, amongst the supporters, whether that be supporters you chat to in the street or on social media. I think that the optimism is actually as high as it's been for quite a long time. Um, and again, as you say, with the 10 teams that could still go down, I mean, it's just, it's a long way to go. 
uh, to, you know, obviously to the end of the season. But I think the team's playing well. I mean, last night was anything from last night, I think, would have just been a bonus. And uh, obviously, we've got some very winnable home games coming up, you know, with the likes of Southampton on Saturday, uh, Huddersfield, Burnley, Leicester, Swansea, and there's a couple of nice away games, I would say, as well. I'm, I'm fairly confident, especially after the performance, you know, last Saturday at Liverpool, I thought we were just absolutely incredible. And I know maybe the FA Cup, some might argue, it, it shouldn't be the priority and that, and that the league should, but I think every single win that we get now is just going to breed confidence. And I think Saturday is a very, very good opportunity to get three points on the board, you know, against a team that are obviously down there in the... In, in, amongst the bottom with us so uh, yeah I mean the bookies they, they don't usually get it wrong do they but of course they had Swansea at about one to four to go down yeah. you know, a couple of months ago and it looks like they're going to stay up now but I mean, in my opinion I think they've got momentum they've, uh, they've kicked on under Carvajal and uh, you know some of the wins they've had and they just look unstoppable at the moment so I, I'm, I'm confident we'll We'll stay up. Huddersfield think are dropping like a stone. Newcastle, I'm not massively convinced by them. And, you know, there's a couple of other teams down there. So I'm, I'm hopeful, Graham, that, that we'll stay up and hopefully can, you know, kick on in the summer, make a few more signings and onwards and upwards to, to next season. Yeah, ab- absolutely right. OK, so thank you to uh, Jacob, to Lizzie and Dominic uh, for that. Um Interesting insight. I think by and large it would seem like most people are happy with what we did in the transfer window. Uh, what I would say is people were fairly delighted with what we did in the summer transfer window and we all know what followed that. So give us a lot to talk about in the, uh, in the weeks to come in Woodman Corner. But anyway, I think it's probably time for a bit of escapism now. Despite all of these, uh, these signings, we do remain bottom of the league. So why don't we transport you back to the late 70s when Albion were actually tangibly good uh, and our interview again with Ron Atkinson. Um, so we talked a bit before about um, about his experience with, with Cluffy. This is just a bit more about his time at the Albion and I think what's particularly interesting is his um, views on Brian Robson who he seemed fairly nonplus about when he saw in the first instance but went on to become the best player that he ever managed. Uh, so back over to Ron. One highlight of your time in charge of the baggies, what, what would it be? A lot of people would say the Man U game, the 5-3 game. Yeah. A lot of people would go on. I actually think the best we ever played was on the Monday afterwards. We, there was a spell there where I think we could have beaten any team in Europe in that spell. We'd beaten Valencia in the thingy, we'd, uh, we'd gone to Arsenal and beaten Arsenal at Highbury, and we'd beaten Man U at Old Trafford 5, and we then played um, Bristol, Bristol City on Easter Monday, sorry, New Year's Day. And everywhere, you wouldn't play a game there. Yeah. Everywhere's snowbound and whatever. In fact, there was only two games to play that day. There was ourselves and Bolton played half a game against Everton and Reedy broke his leg in the game for, for Bolton. <coughs> so anyway, we are, I've been over to do a thing for Adidas and in the course of trying stuff out, I got these new multi-study boots, like, you know? And I thought, these are all right. So I brought a few pairs back with us. We, and we, the training leading up to the game had been a bit frostbound. And one or two of the boys, similar that, were trying them on. And these are all right, then. So 
we're now going to play Bristol City. And we, boys are warming up before the match. They didn't want the game on. Bristol City, Alan Dix and Tony Collins, who are their management team, they're out with the referee before the game. And they're trying to get the game off. And I'm going, and the Hawthorns is packed. And this is half an hour before the kickoff. Tony Brown, bomber, comes running up, knocking a ball away. He says, Gaffer, you can't call this off. And I turn around to the referee and said, see him, he's played 700 games. And if he says he wants to play, that'll do for me. And we played. Went in before the game, I said, look, we're not at Wembley. If you're facing the way, just help it on, help it on, yeah. help it on. So we get everything, and we're going to play. We get all sorts. John Truick, who's not playing, walks into the dressing room. Whose idea was it about you? I grabbed him and threw him around the corner, like, you know, shut up, I've just got these. And we went out, and I'm thinking, I, I settled for the scruffiest one nothing win, whatever. Going, just helping out. We played. Len Cantello that day, he played. I saw Len the other week in, a, in a Manchester. He played like you can't believe it. It was like having the best midfield player the world's ever seen playing give and goes with Robbo. The football, I'm thinking, I, can't, I cannot understand how they can play that well on that surface. We beat Bristol 3-1. We played one more game after that at Norwich, which we drew. And we didn't play again. We're top of the league yet. We did not play again for probably six weeks because of the flu. Yeah. You know. And the next game up was at Anfield. And they'd been playing. Yeah. They got on the soil heating. They'd been playing like, you know. But that game, I, I, to this day, I can't believe how well the, the players played with the conditions they were underfoot. Oh, and the other, the other good laugh about that, because I, I, I got one of my mates at Adidas to ship us a load of these boots yeah. over as well. So before the game, we've done this little thing on the pitch. I've come back in. It's now a quarter of an hour before the kickoff. Used to have to hand your team into the referee. So I'm up there by the referee's place, and they've now gone out to warm up Bristol, not one in a play. And the, re the entrance to, up to the referee's room, then at the whole thing, used to be like paving slaps. Yeah. So I'm just waiting outside the ref's room to give them the tea, and I clatter, 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 because they've all got leather studs on, haven't they? And they've come up, and Joe Royal, who was a pal of mine, <laughs> Joe Royal said, Ron, you play the game. You cannot be playing in these conditions. It's mad. And he'd only just gone to Bristol. I think he'd got, they'd beat Liverpool on the Saturday. I think he got a trick or something. I said, Joe, you don't want to get hurt. Just stand still all match. And I was constantly reminding nowhere. I say, and you know the first time you ran? Go on. The 75th minute when Alan Dix called you off. <laughs> <laughs> that day I couldn't. And that was, another, that was another time, like, you know, the six weeks that we missed. I think we, I think we had to play somewhat like 11 games in, about, in the month of, April or something like that to yeah. catch up, including um, what do you call it? Including a trip to Belgrade to play Red Star. It was still in the that was the quarter final of the um, yeah, affairs UEFA 
UEFA Cup, the League of UEFA Cup. Um, so that was that was fun. Can you tell us about um, Brian Robson, the kid that arrived at Albion? And the transition he made and what he was like as a kid to the player that well he was, he was already around. there when i was there Robert. um and to this day i still think like because when i took over they were doing okay they just started to slide a bit but you thought well it ain't broke so we'll stick with what we, we were doing at first it's probably the only time i've ever taken over a club that you know you wanted a bit more of the continuity yeah. we, we got to the semi-final and we got beaten in the semi-final. And I still think, uh, when it cap came back, we played that semi-final because the next game we played Everton. The game after we lost to Ipswich in the semi-final, we played and it was Everton. And I made four changes. I brought Brendan Batson in at right back. Link Cantella was fit again. He came in. They were all fit, but then Robbo, who had been in the reserves, he came in. And Laurie Cunningham came in. None of those four played in the semi-final, yeah. you know. No. Would you have given Robbo his debut? No, no, Robbo had, been... Robbo had had his debut before. The first game Robbo played for me was centre-half against um, Ali Robertson was suspended. So I stuck him centre-half in a cup match against Joe Jordan. Did very well. But because the, the team had been doing okay as it was, I thought, well, I'm not going to change anything. I'll keep it going for a while. Um, but after we got beaten in the semi-final, that's when I really, when I put, you know, made changes. I mean, Cunningham was a magnificent player. Brilliant, you know. Lenny Cantello was a good player. Len, Lenny, to this day, on his testimonial, Davis' testimonial, announced it in the press that he'd be leaving the club. Yeah. I said, what are you doing, you balmy suck? you got testimonial tonight. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. So with Robbo, was it a mentality thing, energy, just just an all-rounder? Was it? Well, when you got him, did you know he was destined to be what he became? No, 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 no. Because he, he was sort of he'd been in at the team. He was in the reserves. He came in and he was all right. And it wasn't until the next season, that pre-season and all that, that I saw, you know, I saw, I saw what he was capable of. And, like the next season, then he was, he was unbelievable. Um, and he was a miles better player than he was given credit for. Yeah. He was better. People say, who's the best player you've ever worked with? I say, Robbo. And he was better than you think he was. You know, I used to, everybody used to say about Glenn Hoddle, who was a great player. But a team of Robbos, ten, ten times out, Ten times out of ten would be a team of Glenn Huddle. Yeah. Either on quality. And yeah. that's not being disrespectful to Glenn Huddle. Yeah. That's just how good Robbo was. The biggest compliment I can pay Robbo, I think the best two players in his position I've ever seen, like sort of left-sided midfield players, were Duncan Edwards and Dave Mackay. And I always remember, we beat Liverpool just after he'd come to United. I always remember Jimmy Armfield saying to me, He's better than Dave Mackay. I went, I ain't sure. I said, but I'll tell you what, to even think this yeah, is a comparison. Yeah, the comparison. Do, yeah, yeah. And a good lad, yeah, a good lad, yeah. Yeah. 
So thank you to uh, to Ron and to Matt Kendrick for that. Uh, Ron's a great guy. Every time we ring him, he's uh, he's always got uh, he's always got time for us, and I think that came across uh, came across there. So again, just to reiterate that point, um, appreciate you joining us uh, out uh, here at Woodman Corner, and uh, please do get in touch if you have anything to say. It's going to be a rollercoaster between now and the end of the season, and hopefully we can share this with our listeners. And you know, uh, as I always say, if you enjoy it. Uh, let us know why. If you don't enjoy it, let us know why as well. Let's, uh, let's make this better. Thanks again for joining us. On to, onwards and upwards. See you again next week on Woodman Corner.